TalkZone presents Motivation with a Purpose Radio, the show that highlights the inspirational stories of people from all walks of life. Now, bringing you real inspiration, here are your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Welcome once again to Motivation with a Purpose on TalkZone.com. I'm Rich Hallstrom along with my co-host Zeke Bambolo. And once again, Motivation with a Purpose is here this week to inspire you to live and work with purpose. Zeke, how are you this morning? It's a sunny day in Seattle and I cannot complain. Uh, I've been, uh, it's been a long week, a little bit under the weather, but a lot of good meetings trying to Set up opportunities to talk about multi-generational family legacy around the place, uh, place with the universities and so forth. But I've got to be a father, too, and a husband. And so family time has also been important, doing some coaching with my daughter. Just, you know, life is going on, and the sun is shining today, so I am terrific. Excellent, excellent. Thankful once again to get together with an, for another outstanding conversation with you. And this week on Motivation with a Purpose, we're going to talk about privacy, specifically our own privacy in the digital age. How do we create it and protect it? And what do we need to know about the computer age that will help us better navigate the worldwide web out there? And Marcin Klesinski. The founder and CEO of Malwarebytes is going to be here to talk about the program that he created to eradicate malware and give us a malware-free existence on the Internet. And he's going to tell us about the history of the company. So it should be a great conversation, Zeke, as we put our geek hat on this week. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. We can say that this is a this is a show for geeks today. But you know the fact that uh, we have been certainly overwhelmed in the, in the last few years with the the computer age and the digital age, as you described earlier. Every one of us just about has a computer somewhere in the home, if not three or four, five, ten other devices that we use. Uh, I think this is just more than a geek show. It's relevant to all of us, and it'd be important to hear, uh, especially for, for those of us rich who. Um, aren't very computer literate. What do you think we're going to get out to get out of today's show? Well, I think that's the angle that I want to tackle with Marcin from Malwarebytes is how can we become more computer illiterate without having to expand our vocabulary by five thousand <laughs> to ten thousand words? And what do we really need to be aware of out there? Because when you're aware, you can make more informed decisions. Would you agree, Seek? I do. But I'm, I'm also curious, Rich, is that, you know, man, you get all these things popping up on, on every time you get online on the Internet about, you know, oh, this thing is aspiring, that thing is aspiring, this protection, you know. And sometimes I'm so, my eyes, is gloss, my eyes are glossed over trying to figure out, well, do I really need this or do I really need that? So uh, it would be helpful to hear from his opinion. What are some things we need? It's just simply his, his, his system, and we're good to go. I mean, we've heard some positive things about it, uh, this system is which is why we have him on our show, on the show today but uh that will i think is that's a lot to learn today in a very short time i hope excellent excellent and as a matter of fact alluding to something you just said our very own producer dave olson uh, is very aware of malware bytes he uses their freeware program and he says it's one of the best programs out there if not the best actually so that's said, a little personal that, recommendation 
He actually said the Sin best by company. far. He said the best by far. And those were his words. So I was impressed that Dave has been using it for a very long time, and he loves it. And you're right. Uh, man, what a great connection in a very short uh, short time already. Well, with all that in mind, Zeke, let's get our show started today. Marcin Klasinski is the founder and CEO of Malwarebytes. He created Malwarebytes Anti-Malware to address the alarming amounts of malicious threats that were slipping by most major security vendors undetected. The company incorporated in 2008 and began in 2004 originally. The company holds strong to Marcin's original belief that all users have the right to a malware-free existence. He leads to strategic expression of the business as well as overseeing the long-term vision for the research and development teams. Marcin attended the University of Illinois, where he majored in computer science. And to date, Malwarebytes has been effective in detecting over 5 billion infections and had them all cleaned to date. We welcome Marcin Klasinski, the founder and CEO of Malwarebytes, to Motivation with a Purpose. Good morning, Marcin. How are you? Hey, guys. What, a, what an intro. <laughs> Well, we try to do our we try to do our best, uh, Marcin. Let's j- jump right into it and ha- tell us how did malware bites come about? Give us some of the backstory. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's back up to like you said, 2004. Um, I was in the Chicagoland area working at a computer repair shop, and several of the computers that we we, we brought in, and, and several is just an understatement, uh, always had some kind of infection, and then. You know, the virus was the day uh, was the word of the day back then, um, and my my boss would always tell me, "Okay, let's go reformat this, this computer. Let's not go fix it. Let's just go reformat it." And for those people that don't know what reformatting is, basically delete all of the data on the computer and reinstall Windows or, or the other operating system. And I just never got it until I myself got infected at home, and you know, three days passed. I was deciding whether to go to the Geek Squad, another repair shop, spend $300 getting a computer fixed, or if I was going to tackle the problem myself. And so I decided to tackle the problem myself. And, and you know, a, a little bit of Google, a little bit of Yahoo searching found me uh, a website where they actually help you remove malware for free. And they recommend many tools, uh, Hijack This, uh, at the time, LavaSoft uh, Adaware. And, you know, my computer was clean after three days. Um, unfortunately, it took that long. Because these helpers online are, are, are free helpers, and, and, you know, you post a log, they help you, and it's all text-based. So I decided to stick around and, and write a couple of tools to help them with their job, one of which eventually, in 2007, was Malwarebytes Anti-Malware. And it just took off. These, these, these uh, people on, on the forum said, wow, this is great. Let us help you build it. Let us help you with, with the detections, and, and let us help, you know, these users using this product. And so it took off from there. I mean, we, we hired a bunch of people, a bunch of developers, people from that community to, to help us build this tool. It was really crowdsourced. Man, Marcin, you, you are, this is Ezekiel here, and you, are, you kind of scare me a little bit here. So you're telling me, I'm thinking all along here that this is something that you develop all through college and you're working, but no, you are – you, 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 this is something that you tackle with the beginning with Google and Yahoo. How amazing is that, man? Give me, give us more details. So you're telling me that this is not, um, I mean, I'm still trying to wrap my head around what you just said, that you had a community of people that got together and you all, you all wrote this, this, uh, you know, developed this software, obviously, that you use to protect us now. Is that what you're telling me? 
Yeah, and this was happening throughout college for me. Um, in my dorm room, I'm sitting there, you know, talking to people on the forum after building this software and saying, all right, what do you guys need? What, what's the latest threat out there? Um, and how can I fix it? And so uh, this guy I met on the forums, Bruce Harrison, who's really the VP of research. Essentially, he, he heads up ads department uh, nowadays. You know, he, he interfaces with this community alongside me and, and says, okay, these are the threats of today. This is what the typical antivirus you have is missing. They're absolutely terrible at it. What can we do? You know, this is a conversation between him and I. What can we build right now uh, to improve our detection and, 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 and keep this, uh, you know, cutting edge. And so it was Bruce and I going back and forth day, day in, day out, talking to these people on the forums, the people that are affected by this, which you don't see many companies do. You know, we're trying to solve a problem. Who best to talk to than the people having the problem, right? And so, you know, seeing the problem firsthand, working with Bruce, him on research, me as a as a programmer at the time, and I, I'm a terrible programmer. I'm glad we have a team now, but we built the first version of the software and it just took off, like I said. And, and we stayed true to those roots to this day, working with our community. Uh, basically, we call, we call the community the forum people, um, working with them to, to, you know, ask them what do they need to keep their jobs easy. And, and these are techies. These are people running repair shops, even home users who just don't want to go and spend $200, $300 a geek squad, just like I was, you know, five, six years ago. So, Marcin, too, I mean, as you see, I don't, I don't people sometimes will not realize, and I want to make sure we get this out right early. I think our producer was also telling us, because he's so familiar with your, with your malware by, uh, program, that it is, is a free offer as well. Is that true? I mean, t- what, what is that all about? Yeah, that's absolutely right. So, we believe that you did not pay for the junk that's on your computer right now. You should not pay for you to take it off. That, you know, that's something we hold true to. Um, so our scanner and remover is absolutely 100% free, and that's not going away. We will clean up your PC, no questions asked, for free. Now, if you want, obviously we have a company to run. We have to hire people to, to, to run this company and, and, and build the software that we do. So we sell a 24.95 lifetime license of the protection. And, and the upsell there is, look, obviously your antivirus had let this through, or you didn't have an antivirus. So you have some kind of junk on your computer, and we just helped you clean it up. Don't you think we can also protect you from it? And, you know, we don't do this in a, in a naggy way. We just say, you know, this is, these are the facts. You know, if you want to buy it, great. Thank you for supporting us. Otherwise, we're happy to have helped you. Marcin, what do you think is the biggest challenge that you had to overcome in creating your program and creating the company? Yeah, Rich, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, so college was was an interesting time for me. Uh, obviously, that was when the, compu- uh, the company was starting to grow. Trying to balance that with with the programming, this this tool, and hiring and centralizing. We have an office in San Jose now. Hiring the people there, I just didn't sleep at all. I think that was the biggest challenge. And 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 you know, being able to hire the right people that's that's another one. Um, a lot of companies in the Bay Area. Or you know, Google's hiring, Yahoo's hiring, uh, Apple's hiring. It's very hard to get good talent. So we have a lot of people that are actually remote. So we've got this office in San Jose, but I started the company in Illinois. Our VP of research is in Massachusetts. Our development guys uh, started off in, in Rhode Island. We're all over the place, and it's actually kind of cool because we can cover the threats globally. We've got people overseas, 24/7 coverage on on the research team. So you know, Bruce doesn't have to spend 18 hours up anymore. He can actually get some sleep nowadays. Right. Uh, so that's right. really evolved. 
what do you think is the biggest threat out there to the general public right now when we talk about malware or any of the other threats that are on the Internet, if you were going to look at it from your perspective? Yeah, and I think maybe we should cover what is malware first, right? Excellent. When, when five years ago, when, when somebody you know comes to Geek Squad or somebody goes to a computer repair shop and says, my computer is not running right, and you say, you know, well, what you, what's going on? And, and you always hear, I think I have a virus. And virus is such an ancient term. Uh, Ten years ago, fifteen years ago, viruses were created to screw with your uh, with, with your coworkers, to to go delete data. They were very destructive. They they weren't what malware is today. And malware today is a money game. There are criminals overseas. There are criminals in the United States that are writing this quote unquote malware to get money. Ultimately, that is the end game, and and they'll do anything to make that happen. So nowadays, malware is Ransomware, they hold your computer hostage in some way, uh, driving, driving, uh, advertising in some way, pop-ups on your computer, you know, that all gets money somewhere. You, you know, you get shown a pop-up, somebody gets paid for, for showing you that pop-up. Um, so today's biggest threats, personally, I think are, well, one is, one is exploits. You go to the New York Times, you go to a, a legitimate website, and one of the, the, the website's been hacked and is serving malware via an exploit. Um, so basically, the the site does not know that this exists. They will eventually once enough users complain, of course. But their best practices have uh, have failed, and and the website has been hacked, and it is now serving malware. The biggest threat I still think exists is exactly what got me into into the into the industry, and that is ransomware. So these fake antivirus uh, products get installed on your computer, and then say you have malware or virus or something like that, even though they're the ones that the malware and put it on there. And then they say, hey, we'll charge you 60 bucks to remove this and don't work. One wow. good example of this, yeah, one great example of this, this is just genius, and I say that very lightly, of course, but this is genius. A malware existed that would take all of your documents on your computer, password protect them and, and you know, gather them up into one file and then say, we'll sell you the password back for 60 bucks, otherwise you're going to lose your data. Holy and so that's, that's literally a hostage situation. <laughs> So it's just, you know, I don't like saying genius because I don't respect these criminals, but there's just some very innovative ways that they try to get you to open your wallet, and and, and that's the scary part. So, Marcin, you know, I mean, I, I, again, you, we have a variety of audience here. Myself, you know, sometimes, you know, being uh, pretty literate about the, liter, uh, lit, uh, illiterate about what's going on there, and you've given us some examples. Maybe I have not fallen victim to that particular hostage situation you just described. But in general, a lot of times, and I think I still want you to educate us on this malware. That's why I'm leading with this. But a lot of times we would say, well, um, I understand the pop-up thing. Maybe we can minimize the pop-up a little bit, but but our computer is slow. It's not operating fast. You know, all, I mean, so what else are we are we still in the same realm of this malware product we're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Malware. Uh, getting a little bit of feedback. So malware it covers everything nowadays. Uh, aside from these ancient viruses, malware covers everything. Um, one. So, so a computer running slow, it could obviously be underpowered. You know, as we move uh, further and further along in having computers, you know, 20 years now, 30 years now, people are not writing products to be very computer friendly or, or, or older computer friendly. Um, it's no longer a restriction because people, uh, developers assume that computers are running, you know, 
four gigabytes of RAM, a great processor, and you know, just a high-end computer. And that's not necessarily always the case. So that could always be a limitation as to why the computer is running slow. More oftentimes, it's just malware on top of malware on top of malware competing for real estate on your computer. If you visit a website that is just taking money from every single vendor, and I, I call them vendors because malware distributors, and just installing every kind of junk on your computer, you know, that's going to slow it down because it starts up when your computer starts, it runs while your computer's running, you try to run something else, it'll compete with, with that product for, for, for space on the computer and, and memory and so on. And so one of the, uh, one other, one other interesting category of, of malware is becoming part of a bot network. And what that means is these malware developers are trying to get as many computers in the world under their control. Don't have to do anything with it today, but they want your computer eventually to do something. And one of those things could be, let's say somebody pays them to go on Facebook or another website and click like a bunch of times. So I own a company, a very shady company, and I say, hey, I need 100,000 likes on my page. Well, what better way to do that is to pay somebody to, to get them by random users. You know, my, my page grows in popularity. This person has a bot network, which means hundreds of thousands of computers in the world infected by some kind of malware, and just sends a command and says, go like this page on Facebook. And you're, you don't know this. It's running in the background of your computer, causing it to be slow, but they're, you know, they're exploiting you for profit. So that's another, you know, type of malware. And there's hundreds of types. I mean, pop-ups like we discussed, these ransomware hostage, you know, hold Trojans, and now this bot herding uh, or, you know, system. And there's just so many different ways that, that they can use your computer without you knowing, aside from, you know, maybe it being a little bit slow, to make money off of you. And we'll so that's back. why the anti-hour exists, to remove that kind of junk off of your computer. We'll be back with more Motivation with a Purpose after this timeout. You're listening to Motivation with a Purpose Radio on TalkZone.com. Back to your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. We are back on this edition of Motivation with a Purpose. Our guest is Marcin Klasinski, the founder and CEO of Malwarebytes. And we are talking about privacy and how to protect our privacy and promote our privacy in the digital age. Zeke, next question. Marcelo, I, I mean, as we went to break, you were just breaking us into the a uh, little bit of the bot world there. I, don't, I think people sometimes forget that, uh, or maybe don't even know that uh, we have all of these uh, things going on. When you, again, talking about someone who is not complete, completely literate when it comes to the computer, but still, you mentioned something that I always hear from the one, who, the person who's hosting my website, and he talks about these bots that are always probing my site, and they're trying to, um, uh, they're. Again, maybe like you were saying, problem for information you know, that they can use. Or sometimes they're sending me these senseless uh, things almost by email, it seems. Are you talking a little bit of those kind of uh, items as well for, for us who have websites and have people are targeting for stores and so forth? Uh, with regards to bots, not necessarily. So, so bots yeah. specifically in the instance that I was saying are these hidden uh, items on your computer, hidden programs on your computer that will respond to something whenever they, they, they need to do something. It's, it's, uh, I guess the best analogy would be, uh, they, they, they await command to go do some damage in the world. Um, and, and they're using regular users' computers. Now, as a website owner, you should absolutely be worried. Um, with the wrong 
protection or using, you know, Apple's 123 as your password, uh, they can put something on your website that will go to all of the users you have visiting and infect them and, and have them do, you know, uh, their bidding, have your website do their bidding. Right. Marcin, so, how many people have been in, had their privacy or had themselves invaded when we talk about this subject? What are the numbers when we're talking about having our privacy invaded by a bot or malware or any types of these programs? What are we talking oh, about here? Yeah, that, that's, that's millions, if not hundreds of millions, if not half the population. Uh, you know, if, if you look at the population as a whole, maybe just in the United States, at some time, at some point, people have been infected in some way, shape, or form. Um, maybe even not knowing about it, you know, when they switch computers or, or buy a new computer, they're no longer infected. But it, it's pretty certain that, that more than half the population in the United States has had malware in some shape or form. It's pretty scary. Now, Marcin, what type of que- what type of questions should we be asking when it relates to our privacy and malware and all these programs that we're talking about this morning, when we go to buy a computer, what kinds of questions should we be asking? That's a that's a that's an interesting topic. Um, personally, uh, let, let's start with passwords. Um, one way to absolutely get your your credit card stolen, and ultimately that's what you want to protect, is, is your identity, your credit card, and, and your files on your computer. And it's different ways that you can do that. With regards to your you know credit card getting stolen, always make sure you're buying from a reputable reputable vendor. Always make sure you have some kind of antivirus, maybe an anti malware running alongside uh, on your computer, something reputable. And, and it starts with that. Always use complex passwords. I used Apple's one, two, three as, as, uh, as an example, but just recently, uh, I, I don't remember who it was, but it was published, uh, the most common pin codes for an ATM were released. And so you having that pin code, you know, where, where would a hacker start with, right? If they had your credit card, right. password is, is the most common password in the world. Where do you think they're going to start, you know, looking <laughs> to break into your account using the word password first? Uh, always use a random password, a random password generator. There are Password holders, so you don't even have to remember your password. It'll auto-fill it for you, and, and you know, with a master account and, and such. But it always starts with just do a security audit. Sit down and think, okay, do I have an antivirus? Are my passwords all secure? And that's a great way to – is all of my software up to date? Because that's another way to, to get infected is your Adobe, your Internet Explorer, your Windows even being out of date. There's a reason they release these patches, and it's, it's a lot of security updates. Folks, as we have this very important conversation, I want to remind you, if you want to find out even more uh, information about Marcin Klesinski and what he's doing with Malware Bytes, please, TalkZone.com to begin with, Motivation with the Purpose is our radio show, and you'll see the exact link that gets you to Marcin's uh, 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 company and so forth. But Marcin, while we're talking here a, a little bit, I want to give you a moment just to kind of share, give our audience a little bit of how they can find your information out there, just a tad, because it's, it's such an important information for all of us. And just uh, we'll probably talk about more of contacting you at the end of the show, but give us a little tidbit of how to connect with Malwarebytes, please. Sure, absolutely. Uh, we've got a Twitter, we've got a Facebook, and, and, and we've got a website, and, and also a blog. Those are the best ways to, to find out more information about our company, get in touch. If you tweet us, we'll tweet you back every single time. 
post on our Facebook page. We share a lot of cool information there about the newest threats. And, you know, we, 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 we try to make it as simple as possible for, for our users to, to connect with us, but also to digest the information that we're, we're putting out there because we know it's technical and we love being a technical company, but, you know, our users are not necessarily, uh, if they've gotten infected, they're not necessarily, you know, following the best practices. Great, great. So you talk about, for example, in terms of what people, what questions we should be asking, uh, you talked about, you give us a little bit about the password information and so forth. If you said, I mean, for, to make, we live in a world that, uh, in the age right now that everything has to be, uh, uh, instant. It has to be, you know, the, uh, the drive-through mentality to some extent. So, if you were giving us, per se, a top three things as a computer user, whether private or business, that you would recommend that we pursue first and foremost in order to protect ourselves, what would be those top three things? I've kind of put you on the spot a little bit here. I hope not. No, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. So antivirus is number one. Always have an antivirus. You know, whatever is uh, – I would always recommend Avast, ESET, uh, one of those two um, – the great antivirus products, they'll, they'll catch mostly anything that, that's thrown at you. The second being common sense. Uh, always approach every website as if somebody is there to take your money away from you <laughs> or, or, or there to, to deliver some kind of malware to you. Common sense will take you a long way. Uh, if you see a warning from Google, you know, a lot of people click proceed anyway. Or if you see a, a pop-up from your antivirus, would you like this program to, uh, to, to keep running? It looks like it's doing something bad. They don't care. They'll just click right through. Um, use some common sense when it comes to that, of course. Um, let's see, the third. That's a, that's a tricky one. Uh, I guess one other one would be don't open emails that you're not familiar with. Uh, there is no prince out there that's trying to give you $100 million in cash. I, I can assure you that. Any attachments that he's attached to the email and, and is asking you to open and, and fill out, they're, they're probably a big scam. So... That's that's one way that malware definitely gets by, and then it's a pretty easy way. Ah, uh, great, great, great stuff. You, if, for example, I, you caught me too when you said, you know, I'm going to rephrase, but you pretty much said approach with caution, with caution, right? Common sense. Use common sense when you do these things. And you know, there are times where Mark's saying, you know, again, I'm trying to be as much as I can here of that computer user for you, for that you know, and give our audience an opportunity to get some good advice from a from a professional and someone who's got the heart, obviously, to produce a, a free uh, a program that helps us out like this. And the, your numbers show a great deal what you're doing, how effective you are. So when you say approach with caution, sometimes I may have gone to a website and I'm, and I click the button to maybe download, you know, whether it was Adobe or somewhat a new update. And, um, sometimes you get these little pop-ups that say, okay, you know, uh, this wants to run on your computer, you know, should we allow it or not allow it? And like, help us understand some of that process of how do we approach with caution? Cause at that point in time, I'm thinking I'm getting something that I need. Is it always the case? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great, uh, observation. Um, always try to connect the dots. So you were, you were saying, you know, a job or an Adobe update, make sure you're on the Adobe website. Uh, that's step one, right? You, you wouldn't get an Adobe update from something that, that, that looks nothing like the Adobe website, uh, unless it's a trusted site you visited before. Um, you know, behaving on the internet, you know, downloading, Pirated software, pirated movies, I just strongly recommend, you know, first of all, to, to stop and, 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 you know, use some kind of iTunes or, or other purchasing agent. But, you know, if you end up doing that, just, just being very super careful, having an antivirus, making sure you're visiting reputable websites. Don't click through the pop-ups. Don't click through the advertising. 
on many reputable download sites, there's some you know bad advertising now that's got a big download now button. So you go there, try to download a product, and you end up clicking on the advert instead. And that takes you somewhere where you don't want to go. This happens so many times when people try to download Nowerbytes from like download.com. On those websites, there are bigger adverts that have bigger download buttons than the actual Nowerbytes anti-Mower download, which is crazy. I don't know why you know these these websites allow that or even have these advertising. Uh, you know, links, but it happens and people click on them. And then they say, hey, I never got an hour by the same time hour. I got this scammy product that wants 30 bucks from me. And that's what will happen. So just being careful and making sure, you know, you read through the entire page. As you said, everything's a drive-through now. Everybody just wants to click, 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 have the product installed, buy this, buy that. It, you know, slow down. Just make sure you're looking at the product, looking at the pages, and, and not just clicking through the installation because it, it might be bundled with malware. There's also something there, you know, when we when you talk about that, you, you does again, you're helping us so greatly. I really appreciate you and admire you for doing that. There's also something that comes with, we have to consider the size of the files we're downloading sometimes as well, don't we? Because, you know, if you think you're downloading something that's going to be a sizable item or, but whatever, and, I mean, sometimes I think I run into those options where I know that the size of what it's saying I'm downloading right now is not what I expect should be the size of that file. I mean, help, yeah. help us understand that a little bit as well. That goes back to common sense. See, now you're thinking, (laughs) this is great. I mean, if you're trying to download a movie online and it says it's done in 10 seconds, do you think that's reputable? I mean, just going back to that, of course, you know, no movie is going to download in 10 seconds. It's probably a downloader or or, or something that's trying to inspect your computer because they're taking advantage of you because this is the only site that's promoting this or or something like that. Marcin, what I hear you saying Besides the common sense, uh, I really plugged into what you were saying just a second ago about going directly to the website that you want to get something from, like Adobe or your your Malwarebytes website, uh, as, a, as another example. What else can we do in terms of navigating the World Wide Web? Because... I think a lot of people have come to think that it's pretty safe out there on the World Wide Web, and that's obviously not the case uh, because of our discussion this morning. You know, people are kind of kind of let their guard down a little bit too much when it comes to surfing the World Wide Web because they seem to be familiar with it. What do you think? Yeah, unfortunately, that's you know that's that's where it's headed, and and and. You know, when I keep saying use common sense, I, I don't mean to offend anybody. You know, it may not be common for, for, for certain people, and obviously I'm on the show to, to, to promote that, right? It, it gets people thinking in that direction. Um, as the uh, as the Internet evolved and, and things moved to the Internet and, you know, stores closed down because they just have an Internet shop and it makes it much more easier, you know, it's going to become a bigger problem. Um, you hear even nowadays... Uh, just, I mean, horror stories, uh, people's information leaking and, and Amazon, maybe not Amazon directly, but, but huge vendors getting hacked and, and hundreds of thousands of credit card information pieces get stolen. Just, you know, it's going to become a bigger issue and, and starting to think about it now definitely will help a lot. Um, never keeping your you know credit card information saved, always buying from reputable vendors like Amazon instead of, you know, uh, www.thisisastore.com, you know, just thinking about it in that way uh, as every time you enter a piece of information into your computer, it can get stolen. And, and just thinking in that mentality will, will go a long way. 
Marcin, what are computer are computer manufacturers specifically doing to help you out with this problem and to take care of malware and some of the things that we've been talking about this morning? What are computer manufacturers doing to eliminate the problem? Great question. Uh, they are helping. I don't necessarily think it's the right direction. I'll give you my opinion, and of course, this is my opinion, opinion only. Uh, many of these manufacturers, such as Dell, HP, nowadays when you get a computer, it comes preloaded with a bunch of software. Uh, you'll get a 30-day trial of your antivirus. You'll get uh, CD-burning software. You'll get, you know, a better browser. But that necessarily is all money-based. Um, whatever antivirus company decides to pay the most to have their their product pre-installed will get that opportunity. Right, and it's not necessarily right. it's not necessarily the best antivirus out there. And so, you know, trying to corner the market that way doesn't necessarily make the antivirus better. Uh, always go for, for something that you've done some research on, and, and I'm recommending some great ones with Avast, with ESET, with Kaspersky. Um, I, I, I was never a fan of the Semantics, the McAfee's, you know, the companies that are, that are more into the marketing side of things, but they're getting better. They're absolutely getting better, uh, and I think there's, there's some you know, hope in, in, in terms of the antivirus space. Okay, you brought up something else I want to uh, take a moment and talk about. Um, how do we research whether a program is a reputable program and we should be using it? Kind of take us through those steps a little bit more. How do we research if an antivirus program is the one we should be choosing? And how do we troubleshoot that? Oh, yeah, uh, consumer reviews are definitely a, a, a good way to put it, right, or a good way to, to find out. And, and this is a sore subject because there are companies out there that will promote the ones that they get the most money off of, right? Just like Dell, just like HP right. will put the, the best software, they're the, the most paid software into, into the computer. Um, I know that there's the top 10 reviews, there's consumer reports, and there's just, you know, purely looking at, at forums. Uh, there are people out there that are saying, this is the best and here's why, or what do you think is the best antivirus? Tell me why. Asking these types of questions on spywareinfo.com or, or, uh, what the tech.com, a lot of these technical websites, there are people out there that will explain to you exactly why they think it's the best. And if you buy it, you know, that, that's the best information you'll get. And it's free. Marcin, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I, you've been throwing a couple of names at us there and I want to give up. I mean, I'm trying to write them down myself. So you, you for example, earlier you stated some of the, uh, what you thought would be some of the top uh, sites to get recommendations from. You know, I'm aware, for example, of something like, you know, CNET, what have you. So what are some of your recommendations, just, you know, a couple of your top recommendations out there again, please. I want, and slow enough so that we can kind of catch those names again. Yeah, the user reviews on CNET is, is a great start, too. That, that, that's absolutely a credible website, uh, and, and there are many websites like that. You know, many users, good feedback, and, you know, these are actual real users who, who are saying, I, I know this antivirus is terrible, I keep getting infected, or this antivirus has never let anything through. It's awesome. It's, it's the only thing you need. And, and okay, you know, that, that's great. So, so CNET's one of them, um, spywareinfo.com. Okay. That's where I got started. That is the community that I went to when I had a, a, a problem with my computer six years ago, and they have a, a malware removal forum that I just said, hey, I'm having an issue with my computer. Help me out. And I just followed their easy you know, steps. Um, there, there's a great one with a great name called bleepingcomputer.com. Uh, again, just a bunch of you know, 
techies and geeks that are out there to help people for free. In all honesty, that's the best way to summarize it. And they'll tell you exactly, you know, what they think of this antivirus, and more people will chime in, and eventually you'll get a good landscape of what they think is best and what you think, you know, you should be using. We'll be back with more Motivation with a Purpose after this timeout. It's time for more Motivation with a Purpose Radio on TalkZone.com. Now, back to your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. We have a tremendous show going, such an educational piece with Marcin Klesinski of Malwarebytes, and he has been filling us up with information this morning. Uh, this is your co-host, Zeke Bambola, along with my good and dear friend, Rich Hallstrom, here on Motivation with the Purpose on TalkZone.com. Marcin, continue, continue this, this, this great uh, conversation. I uh, want to ask, sometimes we'll get into this mindset of thinking that uh, as consumers, for example, that we can compete you know, this whole security conversation with the big corporations, and we think sometimes that we are somehow on even uh, field here. And I want you to help us uh, explore a little bit that dimension that, you know, as a consumer, you got to have a completely different mindset, I would think, than your corporations out there who have uh, people, I mean, tons of people, an army of, of uh, security people behind them, you know, protecting the company. So help us a little bit understand the dimension, the differences in, that, in those dimensions, please. Sure, and don't get me wrong, lots of these huge, huge, huge antivirus vendors, Symantec, McAfee, uh, are great, are, are great at, 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 you know, for, for large businesses. They're not necessarily geared towards consumers, um, like us, you know, like my grandmother, like my mother, and so on. And so, over the, the, the last, you know, 10 years, more and more of these antivirus companies have spawned up, and, and including us as an anti-malware company, and I'll get that, into that in a second. But companies like Avast and Kaspersky are, are really, you know, uh, consumer-oriented, whereas McAfee, Symantec, uh, even Eastside in some aspects, are, are really uh, corporation-oriented. They're, they're protecting, you know, the NBA, the MLB, the, the, the United Healthcare, uh, huge vendors like that. Yeah. And so we very quickly saw that the threats that are affecting consumers are very different than the threats affecting businesses. And when we started our company as a complementary tool, meaning we don't try to replace your antivirus, uh, and that's a very important uh, thing, and you know we can definitely talk about that, but we don't try to replace your antivirus. We try to be a crutch for it. We try to add on, we bolt on uh, as an antivirus, and it started as a consumer offering. And then we adapted to the businesses. So we have always been consumer-facing and just starting to creep into, you know, bigger and bigger uh, small-medium businesses and, and larger enterprises as well. Are we better off using a paid program for antivirus or getting some type of a freeware program? Where do you stand on that, and what should we be choosing when we make those types of choices? That's a... <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Interesting one. I actually have never really thought about that or, or necessarily seen a difference. Um, many antivirus companies have both offerings, so you can use a free uh, utility, you know, to protect yourself. But there's always a catch, and uh, maybe they'll withhold updates for a while, or maybe it's completely free antivirus, and, and they're doing it, you know, because they make money from from businesses. So I've never actually seen a difference. I think just going back and, and, you know, what fits your needs, do you have the money to spend? If you do, there's there's definitely a lot of good products out there. 
you know, but it's so hit and miss, and it's different for every consumer. It's a very tough question to answer. I would say, you know, start off with a good free antivirus, and then see if you're missing features that you think you need. Um, if you're somebody that can update the product every day yourself, maybe you don't need that feature. If you're somebody that's going to forget, you may need, you know, something like that. Well, good, good. Um, as we as we continue to have this discussion again, I mean, I just I am wondering here if. Um, also, sometimes we get a little caught up or concerned about the risk of having to do something sometimes ourselves or leaning on, like you mentioned earlier, going to the, the gig squad or something like that uh, to go and help us walk through these kind of problems. Because you know what, for those of us who are not in the, the field actively, uh, it's, it's a bit intimidating. So uh, get, like, help us understand that as well. How do we walk through that, deciding whether or not to tackle something ourselves even, or just, you know, hey, man, I'm just going to go give this a geek squad to fix this. I don't know what I'm doing at all. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I was a rebel six years ago, seven years ago, and I said, I can absolutely do this myself. I'm going to be stubborn and try. And and it really depends, of course. If you have a couple of days and, and not a lot of important data on there and you don't mind wiping the computer, you know, go ahead and tinker around. Um, go download some some tools. Go 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 find information about what you think you may have. You know, from a malware standpoint on the web, use another computer to, to investigate as well. Surfing clean. You know, if you have the luxury of that, absolutely. But if you are, you know, an accountant or a lawyer, and you have you know very important information on your computer that that you know absolutely needs to needs to get fixed right away. I would definitely recommend going to, to uh, a tech repair shop. These exist for a reason, of course. And, you know, Geek Squad's uh, good as well. Um, you know, but you, you may be able to get some more uh, one-on-one help at, at, a, at a smaller mom-and-pop shop uh, in your area. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about is, is uh, you know, how, how Malwarebytes kind of spun up uh, and really why the, the product exists and, and why antivirus is failing, if you guys want to hear about it. Yeah, please. Yeah, so interestingly enough, I did have an antivirus at the time uh, when I was infected, you know, seven years ago, and something clearly got through, right? And so nothing was able to remove it. You could see my my mind kind of progressing as to, well, there's nothing out there that can fix it. Maybe we can build something ourselves. And so I got to the drawing board and built a complementary tool to fix exactly the problem I was having because other people were having it too, and that is filling the gaps that these antiviruses just can't. Uh, a lot of these antivirus companies can't detect and fix zero-day stuff, meaning what's, what's zero-day? Uh, meaning something that is being released by the malware writer today. Uh, and it's, it's actually a lot different than stuff that's been around, and every antivirus has protection against, and you know if you get it, there's no problem because they, they've already protected you against it. What we're trying to accomplish at Malwarebytes is before the person that's trying to write the malware even gets to their computer, we already detect what the, you know their, their, their stream of thought and what they're going to put on paper. So we're trying to be so far ahead that, that, that they can't even write it uh, before, you know, before we detect it. What do the day-to-day operations look like at Malwarebytes? Kind of as a follow-up question there, Marcin. Uh, keep talking about what you do on, what you do on a daily basis. Elaborate a little bit more. And explain more about what you just said there a second ago, trying to stay ahead of that malware creator. Yeah, so I think the, the fun stuff, uh, unfortunately, and, and my sales and marketing team are, are probably not going to be happy with me, but, but the fun stuff happens with our development and our research teams. 
And a lot of our researchers actually work from their home office. Uh, they work, they don't work nine to five. They work, hey, you know, many, many hours on, on their own schedule and coordinate with each other to get worldwide coverage. But basically, they do what our consumers do, or our customers. They go to bad websites and they try to get infected and analyze what's happening. You know, we try to do as live and as realistic exploration of the web, if you will, similar to our consumers. And, and that's how we're going to get what they're getting. And that's how we're going to fix what, you know, what they need fixed. From a development standpoint, you know, the researchers say, hey, you know, development team, something's going on with this piece of malware. I can't fix it or it's doing this. You know, can we, can we get something built that will fix it? And one of the great, uh, great things that we've built is malware is trying to have, malware has countermeasures. So if you try to run an antivirus product to remove it, it's going to say, no, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to close this antivirus. You are not allowed to open it. I'm, you know, I'm the only one on this computer. And so they did that with Malwarebytes. They said, oh, hey, look, Malwarebytes is trying to start. Let's go kill it off so we can you know, not be removed because that's important for the malware to stay on the system. So we built a technology called Chameleon. And what Chameleon does is it's the countermeasures to the countermeasures. They'll say, no, 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 I don't care if you're trying to, you know, kill my process or, or, or stop me from starting up, I'm going to start up. And it does it in such a sophisticated way. And it came because our researchers said they needed it. So that's kind of the day-to-day operations of, you know, research and development. It's a cat-and-mouse game with the, with the anti-malware uh, or with the malware writers, and, and we just, you know, try to stay ahead of that curve. This is amazing. And it, it, it's like a chess match. And I don't even play chess. I've watched my daughter <laughs> try to learn to play chess a little bit, and that alone rocks my brain to understand, to sit there and strategize, but this is worse than a chess match, a high-level chess match. So I'm going to I'm gonna ask you to go into a consult, consultative role right here. I know you've been to some extent, but here's a, here's a person, here's me, and I'm thinking about an, an audience, uh, our audience listening right now, and you used the word earlier, simple four-letter word, but very impactful, especially if you're someone who is computer, you know, everything on a computer these days as we are. You used the word wipe. Sometimes, if it doesn't matter that you want to wipe everything off your computer, honestly, that word wipe scares the heck out of anybody. Because, you know, whether it's my daughter's little pictures or an email stories that I have, I don't want to wipe anything. So it goes, it sends us into panic mode when you are thinking, considering for any purpose to wipe. So help, you know, go into a little bit of an advisor here in terms of, you know, those where I'm panicking right now. And I'm going, I don't want to wipe this computer. I need everything on here. There's not a single letter I don't need. What do I do? Oh, man, what a tough question. Uh, and it's a good one because, because that's exactly what's affecting, you know, users. As malware gets more and more sophisticated, stuff that actually infects your data, and as soon as you move it over to a new computer, that new computer is infected, or as soon as you, you know, back it up, that USB drive is infected, it becomes such a tough choice, uh, you know. Uh, luckily, there are not many data infectors out there. And what I mean by a data infector is your pictures, your documents, they're not necessarily trying to infect those. They're trying to infect the whole ecosystem, the computer as a whole, uh, trying to deliver you pop-ups. They don't need to touch your files to do that. So, you know, if you're stuck at a point where the malware, you know, you don't have the money to go to Geek Squad or another repair shop, you, you your antivirus is not working. For some reason, even Malwarebytes is failing. It's something just absolutely so cutting edge in you, and you have to reformat your computer. You know, it's, it's hit or miss. If the data is super, super important, I would put it on a USB drive. I'd, I'd plug it into the 
to the new installation of Windows, if you reformat, and just give it a shot. See if there's you know any notable no, noticeable signs of malware. Run an antivirus at that point. Hopefully things have calmed down and your computer's not as slow. And see if it finds any any bad stuff in that in that in that in those documents. Um, that's really the best the best advice I can give right now. Just scan the new data, the data that you move over with everything. Just hit it with everything and see if if, if it's clean and. You know, chances are at this time, in this time and age, it, it'll, it'll be okay. But like I was talking about some of the, you know, data infection and holding your, your files hostage, you might get something that bad and, and just be out of luck, unfortunately. Marcin, in our remaining moments, I would like you to tackle this question. What do you see as the biggest threat in the future to our privacy in the digital age? Yeah, so... Malware is trying to accomplish a couple things, right? It's trying to get money from you, and it's trying to stay hidden. Um, because as soon as you know what's on there, and, and you're going to try to remove it. So, so being hidden is is priority, you know, number one or number two. Rootkits, which are the, the, the which is a fancy word for basically uh, an, a malware infection on your computer that's hidden and very very difficult to remove, is the next step for for malware writers. If they can take any of the malware that's that's around right now that's making them money, wrap it around in a rootkit. They're ex- they're essentially crippling every antivirus software from being able to remove it. And, and we saw this five years ago, which is why we you know we we've prepared for that. But a lot of these antivirus products are not ready for rootkits. Um, these these files are so hidden you don't even know if they're there. If they're there, you don't know if you could remove them without hurting the system. That is the next step for, for these malware writers. And they are able to, you know, wrap these adverts around that and be, you know, have them basically inability to remove these files. So as, as more and more of these um, rootkits get released, and, and there are actually people out there selling the technology for this. So, you know, hey, I heard you want to write some malware. I'll sell you this technology to make it even better for, for you know, for X amount of money, uh, dollars. And, and it, it makes sense because now you can affect the consumer even more and stay hidden and have better conversion rates. It's a business. Malware, unfortunately, is a business. And, and that's where it's headed, and, and it's a very scary thought for, for all of us. Our special guest this week has been Marcin Klusinski, the CEO of Malwarebytes. If you want to know more about Malwarebytes, go to their website, malwarebytes.org, or tune in to TalkZone.com so you can hear a podcast of this week's show here on Motivation with a Purpose, or go to MWP Radio AM to contact the show, or you can contact us on Twitter at MWP Radio AM. For Zeke Bambolo, I'm Rich Hallstrom. Join us next week for another exciting episode of Motivation with a Purpose.